Welcome to Lost in the Supermarket. This podcast episode is a collaboration between the Retail Dietitians Business Alliance and Potatoes USA, the nation's potato marketing and research organization representing more than 2,000 potato farming families. Potatoes USA is committed to providing the nutrition community with evidence-based information about the role of potatoes in healthy lifestyles. Throughout history, food processing has played a critical role in building a safe, accessible, healthy, and sustainable food system. But there's also been a lot of growing criticism and confusion among health professionals, researchers, and media regarding the benefits associated with the consumption of processed foods, especially against the evolving scientific discourse around ultra-processed foods. Today, we're going to seek some clarity. Our guest is Eric Decker, Ph.D., Professor, Department of Food Science, College of Natural Sciences at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Dr. Decker is actively conducting research to characterize mechanisms of lipid oxidation, antioxidant protection of foods, and the health implications of bioactive lipids. He is listed as one of the most highly cited scientists in agriculture today. Dr. Decker, welcome to Lost in the Supermarket. Thank you. So first off, let's get some definitions here. What is food processing and how is food processing different from processed food? So food processing is really any changes that happen to the food once they leave the farm. So it could be as simple as peeling something or chopping something. And food processing that's done in factories is many times it's not really different than what we when we cook our food at home. So processing includes all different kinds of things uh, that we do at home, like when we cook our, our vegetables or we cook our meat. And, and these same, what we call unit operations in the industry are done in factories, but they're just done on a much larger scale. And many times they're, they're much more efficient than what we can do at home. So they're actually more sustainable than, than our home cooking operations. So is our problem really nomenclature more than anything else? That, that the word processing is really um, not understood by the average shopper? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of advantages to processing. Uh, the processing makes our food safer. It actually makes our food more easily to, to digest. It can help make vitamins and minerals more bioavailable. Um, and processing on large scale helps decrease food costs for a lot of different reasons. So we're actually quite lucky that our the amount of money that we spend on food in the U.S. is now less than 10% of our disposable income, and it's one of the lowest in the world. And a lot of that happens because of the efficiency of the processing system. So, you know, you're talking about processing in, in large facilities. Um, how and has it evolved um, over, over, you know, the past century, if you would, uh, from when the first person, you know, decided to, to move it? And I don't know if it was Clarence Birdseye or whoever it was, um, actually said, OK, I can do this in a large scale. How has it progressed um, over the past decades? Yeah, I think, you know, 100 years ago, 150 years ago, people spent about 80% of their day putting food on the table. 
And you know, one really good example there would be bread, right? It, it takes a long time to make a loaf of bread. I and mean, if you have to make bread every day, you're spending, that's why you're spending so much time. So a lot of the initial processed foods that came out were about convenience. They were about making it easier to put food on the table. So just things like uh, uh, processed breads and the breads that we find in the store now make our life much, much easier. And breakfast cereals kind of followed with that. And then you started to get into to more things like canning and preservation methods, which made foods available all year round and also decreased a lot of food waste. So, you know, if you think about strawberry season, if, you know, when strawberries are ripe, we got a couple of weeks to, to take advantage of those strawberries. And by processing those strawberries, by freezing them or making them into jam, making them into other products, we can now have those be available year round. So, so I think those were probably some of the early uh, introductions. And, and even I, World War I was very important in terms of people processing more and more food because of food shortages. And so that's really when the food science started. It was about after, right around World War I uh, as we started to educate people the safe way to process foods. So... Earlier, you know, you had mentioned um, that food processing could help digestion. Um, what are some other ways that food processing can deliver healthier food options to consumers? Yeah, so so the the three the three rules of thumb and how consumers uh, pick their food and how they decide what food to purchase is the three A's. It's it's affordability accessibility and acceptability. So, so the first thing that any food manufacturer, any restaurant, anybody needs to do is they need to make sure the food tastes good. And so, you know, and then hopefully they need to make it affordable and they need to make it easy for people to get to and make so it doesn't go bad and things like that. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that which we've been able to process certain foods to hit the three A's and still be nutritious. So I think a really good example would be things like whole wheat breads. And whole wheat breads by themselves, you know, have bitter flavors, may not have the same textures. And through different processing operations and different food ingredients, we can make those much more acceptable. And then if they're acceptable to people, then they're more accessible. So if you have, if you have a food that's not acceptable, no matter how healthy it is, it's not going to be incorporated into the diet. And so if we can make whole wheat bread more palatable, keep it affordable, then we can get this healthy food product to many more people. So you mentioned safety um, as it relates to, to food. Um, we've all experienced having, uh, whether it's that whole wheat bread or any other food that we leave on our counter, we look around and a week later, um, we see mold growing on it and so on. Um, what, what role does food processing have in giving us a safe food supply? So one of the first things is that uh, the, the food processing companies do a lot of monitoring on their product, the raw material that comes in and the product that goes out to make sure there aren't pathogens in there. Uh, the second thing is they have what's called HACID plans. And these plans are made to, to make sure that there's different steps in the process that will kill any bacteria that would be in there that could potentially make you sick. Um, 
So through those combinations of, of monitoring and doing proper processing, we can make sure that we're not um, we're not selling and consuming a lot of product that's going to make people sick. If there is one major misperception that you would like to correct, uh, both for consumers as well as, you know, retail dietitians, what would that be? So you mentioned ultra-processed foods early, and I think there's a lot of confusion in this area. And, and the reality is that the foods that are called ultra-processed, they aren't unhealthy because of the way they're processed. They're unhealthy because of their composition. So many of these foods are what we have thought of for a long time as junk foods, high in sugar, high in fat, high in sodium. And there's a lot of food products that are in the grocery store that, that meet this kind of junk food definition. So I think it's unfortunate that processing has been associated with unhealthy because there's a lot of benefits to processing that aren't reflected in this ultra processed food term that's used. So if you if you could um, be in charge of the Merriam-Webster dictionary, um, you would strike out that word ultra processed. Yeah, I think ultra formulated would be a better word, right? It's how the food is formulated. And think about it when you cook at home, it's the same thing, right? You can use ingredients, you can use make products with lots of sugar or lots of fat in them. And those are not going to be healthy. And so the same thing is true in the store. You can find products that aren't high in sugar, aren't high in fat, aren't high in sodium. And, and you can find a lot of processed foods uh, that are very healthy and very important part of our diet. So lastly, um, you know, our audience of retail dietitians who work in supermarkets across the nation are talking to, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of shoppers every day. Uh, what advice can you give them on how to best communicate with consumers about processed foods? Yeah, I think, you know, it's more important to look at the nutritional composition of the food and, and, and to try to incorporate more food groups, which we know have health benefits. So we know very few of us eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. Very few of us eat enough whole grain products. Very few of us eat enough dietary fiber. So it's really, you know, I think the important thing is, is to focus on those healthy ingredients. Try to limit the consumption of the empty, the nutritionally, the, the foods that are not nutritionally dense. You know, the ones that are high in sugar, salt and fat and don't have a lot of other nutrients that come with us. And, and I think, you know, for me, eating a wide variety of a food is also, of foods is also very important. Uh, this will help you get all the nutrients you need. Dr. Decker, thanks so much for adding some clarity to a very complicated subject. Thank you for all your work and thank you for joining us today on Lost in the Supermarket. Sure thing. 